Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Welcome to the Kent Online Podcast on Thursday, August the 13th. And it's A-Level Results Day. But like no other, the traditional hugging, sobbing and celebrating at the school gate was replaced with socially distanced gatherings at schools that were even open. Many across Kent decided to stay shut. After exams were cancelled, the results this year have been based on teachers' predictions, which have then been standardised by exam boards. Well, we've been out and about across the county, catching up with students who've been opening those all-important envelopes today. Very happy. I mean, initially, obviously, quite nervous, quite nervous coming back here, but um, definitely better than what I expected. Yeah. They obviously took into account like how hard we worked after our mocks, because obviously mocks aren't um, a reflection of what we're going to do at the end. So, no, I'm really happy, and I think they have taken what how like we've progressed throughout the year mm. into account. I don't like taking exams, so I was happy about that. But then also the uncertainty of the grades kind of worried me a lot because, again, I didn't do too well in my mocks. Loved it, yeah. Did you? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was so I hate exams, they're so stressful. I spent most of my lockdown doing art, so for me it was good, but I think it also left a bit of a, like, unfinished kind of feel to, the, to my uh, A-levels. But not all students have got the grades they were hoping for or expecting. Anna McGovern is the chair of Medway Youth Council. One of her grades was a lot lower than expected. She's been speaking to Louisa at KMTV. It has been a little bit of a shock, actually. Um, I didn't, unfortunately, get what I expected. And I know a lot of people are in the same position as me. Um, so one of my grades was a lot lower than what I had been predicted initially, which is quite a shock. But um, I know many students will be in the same boat today. Um, so I will be going through the appeals process and hopefully that will make a difference. But um, I think with this whole new system that's come into force, like no one, no one sort of knew what to expect or really because you knew you know there was no exam or anything that you could take um so you didn't really you couldn't really measure what you'd get in the end um so it has been so it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a shock this morning and i think many people would be in the same position but um hopefully you know it, hopefully i'm sure it will all work out as you say something that lots of people will be quite disappointed about but it sounds like you're quite upbeat about it and um, tell us what what you're doing next you mentioned the fact that you're I'm going to be doing the appeals process. Do you think there's enough clarity over how that's going to take place? Uh, well, at the moment, um, there isn't really much um, details about how you can actually appeal. Um, so I've been talking to my college this morning and they're not necessarily sure as well the full process of what actually comes next because, of course, a lot of this was decided right at the last minute about, um, you know, how they were going to let students appeal. Um, so there is a lot of uncertainty at the moment, um, which I think a lot of people are facing. Um, hopefully it will come clear as you know time goes on today. It's quite worrying though I suppose for people not really knowing what to do next. Um, are, you, are you planning to go to university? What are your plans um, moving forward? Um, I'm planning to go to university um, of course because of the appeals um, process I don't necessarily know where that's going to be or what the future holds yet um, so I've got to go through that and see what happens um, but I would like to go to university and then you know hopefully from there we'll have more information.
And you mentioned obviously how uh, you obviously don't have your appeals process clearly yet. And we're hearing sort of like 35% of people have had their grades downgraded. And, and it's a situation that lots of people will find themselves in. What do you make of, obviously yesterday we had lots of people criticising the way the governments had kind of given those triple lock, as they say, kind of last minute. What do you make of the way that they've handled uh, the coronavirus crisis when it comes to education for young people? I think, to be honest, um, it, they, it could have been done better with a lot more clarity because, of course, when we went into lockdown and A-levels were cancelled, we didn't really have much information straight away about how exactly our results were going to be calculated. And it, to be honest, there has only been, like, up, up until recently, um, there hasn't really been that much information about how exactly we will get our grades and, like, what was taken into account. Um, and then, of course, with the triple lock that was only announced like not even like maybe a couple of days ago um so there really hasn't been enough information so especially for students who are planning to go into university or apprenticeships or other you know sort of courses and things like that there isn't really that much clarity about what we can follow what to expect um so i think a lot more information could have been given out so we can prepare Decisions now need to be made on what to do next. Some would have got a place at uni, got a job lined up or be doing something like an apprenticeship. For others, it could mean going through the clearing process to go on to further studies. Simone Davis is Director of Marketing and Recruitment at the University of Kent. I think universities are really keen to ensure that students do get a fair chance and that's where they're being as flexible as they can, either with students who have performed better or not quite as well as they expected. And students do really well if they come through clearing. Once, once you've gone through that process, which is quite a simple process, most students I think I've ever spoken to who came through clearing, including Kent's student union president, said it's the best thing that happened to them. So whether it's what you expected, better than you expected, or not quite as well as you expected, anything's possible. So think to the future, think about what you want to study and where you want to study it. There will be places available in clearing. So get in touch with your preferred university and have a chat with them and also seek some advice from your school. Um, we have got quite used to working remotely since uh, the lockdown in March and we have phones. Um, so all of our uh, clearing advisors can work from home and use the phones that they've been using throughout lockdown and we have a small number of people on the campus as well. We have a mixture of people who are staff who know the university really really well and we also have quite a few students who are always really keen to come back and speak to prospective students. So we've um, taken the position of being as flexible as we can because we know it's a difficult time for students and we do still have places available uh, throughout clearing. So at the University of Kent, if you want to apply through clearing, it's quite simple. Um, you can check online to see if the course you're interested in is available and then you complete a short online application form and once that's done we'll be in touch. So we will email and also give you a call um, to let you know if you have a place. Well, if you have got your results today and are unsure as to what to do next, we've got plenty of advice at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online News. 
In other news today, a man who faked having cancer in a bid to get his girlfriend to stay with him is starting 18 months in prison. Kevin Beavis lied about being terminally ill in 2017, even asking his partner to drive him to apparent chemotherapy appointments. The 38-year-old from Woodside Garden in Sittingbourne admitted controlling and assaulting her twice. For the 10th day in a row, a small boat full of people trying to get to Kent has been intercepted in the Channel. It comes as Kent Online is told child reception centres in the county are almost full. The county council's concerned they're just days away from being unable to look after any more asylum-seeking youngsters. Leader Roger Goff says around 420 unaccompanied children have arrived in Kent this year and more than 70 so far this month. I think we are now potentially days away, depending on the rate of arrivals, but potentially days away from turning around and having to say that we cannot deliver all our statutory responsibilities. Um, uh, And that is going to be a major step for the council if that is what we reach. But uh, we are within days of that. Uh, There is, as I say, therefore, an immediate pressure. If you look at recent months, uh, we frequently in the last few months had 60, 70, 80 coming in per month. So far in August, and clearly we're not yet halfway through the month, Uh, it has been over 70. Now, if you go back to the worst of of the crisis we had in 2015, which was the last time this was a big issue, I think the biggest month we had then was over 100 arrivals. Uh, And it clearly looks as though that could be the case this month. So the rate of arrival is significant. And that really puts pressure on us in terms of immediately our reception capacity. Uh, We had one reception centre for unaccompanied asylum-seeking children at the start of this year. We now have three uh, plus an annex, and we are filling those up very, very fast. A campaign's been launched against the building of a multi-billion pound theme park in North Kent. London Resort in Swanscombe has been billed as Britain's answer to Disneyland, but there are concerns about the environmental impact. Bug Life is warning hundreds of invertebrate species are at risk and has started a petition against the plans. Meantime, developers have launched an appeal after their plans for more than 200 flats in Ashford were rejected. Quinn Estates' proposal for six apartment blocks and car parking spaces in a flood zone off Romney Marsh Road were turned down by the Borough Council in February. A hearing to review the decision is set to take place in December. There are concerns over what's been described as potential chaos on Kent's roads when schools reopen next month. It's been revealed demand for bus passes for secondary school pupils has dropped by around 75%, leading to fears of extra cars on the roads. Two teenagers have been arrested following a fight which ended up on the tracks at Raynham Railway Station. It forced South Eastern to delay services between Gillingham and Sittingbourne last night. A sports car, around £40,000 in cash and hundreds of cannabis plants have been seized following police raids across Kent. 13 men have been arrested after officers searched properties in the South East, including in Ashford, Canterbury, Maidstone and Swale.
Organisers have confirmed the Canterbury Festival is still set to go ahead this autumn, despite the pandemic. They say the annual celebration of the arts, which has been running since 1984, will have small-scale events, socially distancing and limited capacity. And at Kent Online, you can read about the Canterbury Sisters being dubbed the UK's answer to the Hadids. Cassidy and Grace Clover, who study at Simon Langton Grammar School, say they were shocked by the statement that's been made by British Vogue. The aspiring models have been signed by a global talent agency. That's it for today, but you can also now subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Just head to iliftmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.